Hi everyone, and welcome to Dan Out Digital World. Today we have four stories Apple cancelling Apple Arcade games that won't keep players hooked. Apple possibly not including a charger with the iPhone 12. I'll also have my opinion on that. I've got opinions for both sides. Uh, Google's AirDrop competitor is coming soon, and Spotify bringing real time lyrics to 26 countries. So let's get started with the Apple Arcade story, but before we get into that, I actually owe you all an apology. So today, so this episode is being recorded on the 3rd of July, however it's actually being backdated to the 30th of June. I missed my recording window for yesterday and basically by the time I actually was free to record it was like half 10 at night and I had school, yeah and I had school and I really busy today so kind of setting up a few new things again for the podcast and also working on something else more details on that in a couple of weeks to time time but basically it just kind of slipped from my time so today's episode is backdated by one day so this is the first and hopefully last backdated episode you will have to listen to now let's get into the first story about Apple Arcade. So they're apparently cancelling games that don't have the level of engagement they're looking for. Now this is Apple cancelling games but they don't have the level of engagement they're looking for. And they've apparently cancelled contracts with some of those games. Now this is kind of this story coming from Engadget, but according to Bloomberg, the tipsters have said Apple cancelling contracts. So the tech giant apparently wants to keep titles but keep players hooked. Makes sense, you want people subscribing after a free trial ends. I don't blame him for that at all. It makes sense. However, in a statement, they said that their goal had always been to grow and evolve Arcade Library. Again, it makes sense. You know, as far as I'm seeing, there's nothing too bad about this. However, Apple's business model is currently revolving around people subscribing to get continuous access to hopefully quality games free of in-app purchases and ads. So, if they finish too soon or don't keep people interested after the initial rush, they may not wait to see if there will be interesting games in the pipeline. Now, we don't know how well Arcade is doing at this point, but the addition of another trial month led to suspect that demand wasn't as strong as initially hoped. However, with Apple cancelling uh, these things for developers, some of the contract cancelled contracts face financial woes. So while Apple apparently paid for any development milestones and said it would help with future titles, the judgment call is a reminder that arcade developers are ultimately dependent on Apple's decisions for their livelihoods. I can see a couple problems with this, not that Apple wants to keep their arcade library growing, I completely understand that, but more of their way, the way that they're going about it. Now, I don't know, TV cancellations, as I just said, they're going to put the developers in, possibly even in debt. So imagine they spent all of this money, and yes it was provided by Apple, but say we've got things that are coming in and they're going to have to start paying for them. And they've got orders and they've got payment dates. And Apple suddenly goes, you know what, they were cancelling your order. They're going to cancel you out. You're not getting any money. Nothing. I just think Apple, when they make a contract with someone, they need to remember they've made a contract. At the end of the day, they're still providing a game for the service. So, whilst it may not be as big as they want it to, 
Most small games can still be good things to tide people over until the next big game comes out, especially if they're decent. Now, Apple is saying that they don't meet their, meet their level of engagement. However, one team's leveling, level of engagement, don't forget, we don't know whether these are gamers. You know, we don't know what type of people these are that are cancelling these contracts. If they're cancelling them because they think, no, not good enough, that's technically their own personal opinion. And the problem with personal opinion is it biased? So if that keeps on happening, then Apple could be putting developers in debt. People who are relying on that money could lose out. You could, you know, it could cause a lot of problems for people. Now, one other thing I do see about Arcade is that Apple are getting aggressive with what they want. And the fact is, if you get too aggressive with that sort of thing, you're going to end up cancelling a lot of contracts. So we need to be careful. One final thing is that they're so eager to tweak Arcade and allow gaming to flourish as long as they're getting the money, but Google, according to multiple sources, have been unable to announce to release the actual streaming part of the service on iOS since launching the app due to app store restrictions and Microsoft's beta test is only allowed one actual game. Now, as for, as for Microsoft beta test, there is a sign that that could be a beta requirement. If so, makes sense. Likewise, for them only releasing a certain number of people, and again, that is how test flight works. Only a certain amount of people can join. I don't really blame it for that. So Apple just don't want loads of people joining into a beta program. Because it would also it could also overload Microsoft servers. Again, makes sense. They're not fully ready. Again, that'll be later this year. But I do still see Apple as being a bit aggressive with this. I don't want them to be so aggressive with what they want, but they end up cancelling all of their contracts. So we just need to be careful with that because Arcade could turn out to be a very good service. I personally haven't given it a go. I only own an iPad, so yeah, I haven't really given it a go. Now, as for today's second story, is that Apple might not include a charge with the iPhone 12. Now, depending on who you are, you'll think whether this is a good thing or a bad thing. So I'm not going to I'm not going to give my opinion yet, I'll do that at the end. But basically, over the weekend, lots of sites reported that Ming-Chi Kuo, a very well-known and respected Apple analyst, claimed iPhones do be released later this year won't have chargers or earpods in a box. Now, lots of people are thinking it sounds like a bad use a hostile thing to do. So, Now, there are reasons that Apple could do this, and it's definitely a good reasons. So, there are things like increasing margins, shipping costs as well, the transition to a future no-port iPhone, and the environment. Now, that list, according to venture capitalist MG, I'm going to go butcher this name here, and I'm really sorry for that, Siegler, I'm not sure. He said that that list is in order of importance for Apple. So if it is really that Apple is just doing it for selfish reasons and they go charge the phone the same amount of money and give the customer less, it also means people who don't who already have a charger will be made to buy one. Who don't already have a charger will be made to buy one. So just 
a quick sum up here. Basically, they're saying that Apple could be doing this for entirely selfish reasons. But this does sound fairly likely if Ming-Chi Kuo has cleared it. Again, he's released a lot of very credible leaks about iPhones in the past. So, now he is saying there is some good reasons for this. And I do believe that those reasons are good reasons. Also, another one is, a lot of people already have an iPhone. See, when you swap to iPhone, you kind of want to stick with an iPhone. There's a reason people buy an iPhone and stick with an iPhone. It's fast, it's speedy, you get years worth of updates. I I know I sound almost hypocritical here when I talk about how I'm always staying with an Android phone. I have reasons for my Android phone. I love customization. I love being able to just sync up between my computer and my phone. And yeah, Apple, you can do that if you have a Mac. Fact is, I don't have money for a Mac. If I had the money for a Mac, I would go, you know what, get rid of my Linux, get rid of my Windows PC, I'd get a Mac, get boot camp, drag a Windows RSO file in there, and just run Windows in boot camp. Except for a couple of reasons though. Once you go it all in on Apple, it's very hard to get out. Currently, you can't use things like Google Pay or Samsung Pay. You're stuck with Apple Pay. You know, it's all a very locked in ecosystem. But they are slowly opening up. So in iOS 13, they're doing browser and email app defaults. And that's just a start. I don't know. They could include more in the future. So we could in the future see Apple say, okay, in the next beta, we're going to allow NFC to be accessed by more apps. But those apps will have to be explicitly approved by us. So you could see Google Pay and Samsung Pay go over. Again, something that will make me use it. The only reason I don't use Apple Pay, again, I don't have all of my devices on Apple Pay, on an Apple device service. But the one that would really make it the best for me is notification permissions. If Apple would allow a, their phones to be connected to other computers, say Linux, with, for example, KDE Connect app that's on your Android phone to your Linux device, and you can get your notifications and you can get your announcements and you can reply to them as well. And no, don't even worry about replying. If I can just get my notifications on there and I can copy clipboard history and all of that stuff. But if I can get features like that that I got on my Android phone on my iPhone, I will literally throw my phone. Next time I get an upgrade, I will throw my Android phone. Okay, I will get my iPhone, transfer all my data and then throw my phone in the garbage. That is what I would do. I love an iPhone. I am actually half considering an iPhone launcher on my phone right now. And let me tell you now, I could probably get iPhone style notification screen, iPhone style everything on this device. So trust me, I really want an iPhone. But the fact is, if they do this, then they're making it hard for people to get into the ecosystem. Sorry, I went on a little bit of a rant there. Let me just uh, kind of clear up my what I was saying. Basically, once you're on an iPhone, there's no reason to really come out. If you can adapt the way you work to living with that iPhone, which... I'm kind of trying to think if it's actually a reason I can't. Yeah, I got, me lost, I got myself lost in thought. Um, 
I could probably see myself moving over to iPhone now, actually. The only reason I wouldn't right now is because you can't change the home screen, but for all I know, that could come in a future update. No, price of phones, price of phones, and also I really hate the notch. Never mind. I'm not sure. I have to think about this. No, there are a thousand quid for one without a notch. For one with a notch and not with your style. Never mind. Um, again, see, this is what I'm saying. I've been an Android user for the last three years because no for the last four years so for the last four years i've exclusively used android devices with for my phone and here i am someone who probably a few weeks ago would have sworn by android now i'm being tempted over switching over to an iphone just because i can change a couple of my default apps that's what that kind of thing is a privilege to have but customizing a few things on your phone shouldn't be a privilege. Anyway, if Apple can release a lot more budget phones and some much nicer looking budget phones at that, I will probably switch. So, but I do have one request if they do drop the inbox charger, just lower the price of your out of box charger. So basically the way it is now, when you buy them separately, they cost a pretty penny. And that's the main thing for it, because they get a lot of money for the money that they charge for chargers. Now, yes, you can buy third party and stuff, but Apple chargers are really the best chargers to get, in my opinion. So I'm hoping that they do at least drop it, drop the price of their chargers. Or, you know what would be even better, actually? And this could be another option for Apple, if anyone from Apple or with any association to Apple is listening. Maybe instead of just kind of saying, no, you're not going to get a charger. Something that's good and you, and you won't have to call, because we know that you're going to say, like, I really hope that they don't say, the reason we're taking away the charger from the box is courage. You know, I love if they don't say something like that. I think they can get away from this unscathed. But one thing that could actually give them a really good reputation with this, instead of just removing it and saying, no charger you could just they could just say okay we're not going to include it for everybody because some people may already have an iphone however if you do want it when we'll put it in there no extra cost it's we're just you, you just have to take a box or if you're buying from a resale store you just have to say yeah like they don't make it a hassle to get one with a charger where you have to pay extra they just make it optional it saves the amount of money that they have to spend on making charges and it saves the amount of charges that are made. So the environmental effects are still lowered, but people who don't have an iPhone yet still get a new charger if they need it. That is how I would say the best way to go about it. Provide an option. Apple's whole iOS 14 thing is options. So I think it would be nice to see options for this year. Now, so that's to kind of both of today's Apple stories. I'm just going to do a quick roundup on both of them. Basically, Apple's cancelling arcade games and constantly contracts with any developers if they don't think it will keep players hooked. Now, again, that's kind of a biased opinion. <coughs> so we have to see how that plays out, whether Apple just does it on their Apple bias, on, sorry, personal bias, which would make sense. It is personal when you're deciding these sorts of things. 
unless of course there are specific guidelines, but as far as I can tell, I haven't seen any. Um, so they have to be careful with that because they could end up hitting their entire arcade games kind of under just by not having enough options. And the second story is Apple's not including phone charging with the iPhone 12, supposedly. Now, this is not confirmed, but if they do this, then they could be provide an option. So you don't get one as standard, but if you want one, you can ask for one and it doesn't cost any extra. So you still, so whatever the price is, it stays at that price and they just give you a charger as well. If they really have to, I don't think they should be charging any more than 10 quid at this point. Because whilst it provides, you know what, Apple, swap over to USB-C this year on all of your devices, all the iPads, all the iPhones, and then just, it's easier. Because I will literally swap this year if you release, no, they're not going to release an SE with USB-C. Never mind. But still, I would probably go for an iPhone SE if, there was, if it just looked a bit nicer. I can't go back to clunky bezels. So release a decent budget phone with, you know, a nice display. A display that looks vivid and also has maybe a hole punch or a notch. Notches are not too bad. So, yeah. Anyway, that's my opinion on these two stories. Apple needs to be careful with removing arcade game contracts and should maybe provide an option for the charger that doesn't cost extra. So after today's first segment, for the next segment we will be going on to Google and Spotify. Okay, so for today's second and final segment, uh, we're going to be talking about Google and Spotify. So for Google, it's confirmed it's AirDrop Compressor coming soon. So for those of you who don't know or maybe aren't really in the loop on this sort of thing, Google is working on a feature called Nearby Share. And it's basically going to be a way to, it's basically going to be AirDrop for Android. Passing out it's taken a while, but there are reasons it has. Now, it has started showing up in Chrome OS Canary builds as well. So there is rumor that it could work on Chromebooks. Now, Google said that their goal is to launch with support for Android 6 Plus devices. So for those of you that don't know, the way Android kind of tries to, Google tries to do these sorts of features, Thing like sharing they do try and update things separately to the system to allow people with older devices to still get access to certain newer features so whilst you can't guarantee a developer will say make a version of their <coughs> of a new os for a phone released whenever android 6 was out so about four years ago so 2016 you can't you know most android developers don't make a version of their phone for a version of their phone software for their 2016 phones. You can count that some, that some people will still be using it just because they're using something like Lineage OS or a third party a third party OS on it. You can count on multiple types of people using third party OSs and reasonably as well. It's not unlikely to, to see people using those things. So 
Google's now confirmed its airdrop competitor is coming soon. Now, it's basically, as I said, a version of Apple's airdrop, and you can just wirelessly transfer files. Now, for those of you who have been on Android for a long time, you might remember Android Beam. This was a version of this. It used, God, what did it use? It used NST to transfer files, so very slow and didn't work very well. Google has killed it. It was killed, I think, in Android 10, actually. Google just got rid of it. So this is kind of their answer to, hey, we're getting rid of this, but now we're bringing in this. Now, we've known about this feature for multiple months, and they kind of semi-confirmed it when they released a video just kind of showing off some features of Android 11. Now, we don't know when this will actually launch because we don't have a date. However, Android Police, who got a hands-on free feature, said it works for photos and videos as well as links and tweets. Now, you can't use it to send random things to strangers, so it works in a very similar way to AirDrop. You have to make your phone visible, done via a quick setting tile, before, the, before you can receive content, and you also have to manually accept the file. Samsung has also been working on a feature like this called QuickShare, and it allows you to blast files as many as to as many as five friends at a time. Remember, AirDrop is one to one, but <clears throat> that will only work on Samsung devices. Nearby Share should be built into any Android device across any manufacturer. I think what is a long time coming. If, <coughs> sorry, I think what is a long time coming. With Apple kind of starting to copy. I shouldn't say coffee, build upon Google's original ideas for things like their widgets and their default apps. I think it's only fair that Google's allowed to take some of the stuff that Apple's been doing and transfer it over to their own devices. A bit of tip-tap, you know, like you take two of our features, we'll bring one of yours over. So whilst neither company is stealing or copying, from, they are copying, but they're also improving upon. See, I see nearby share as a better feature than AirDrop, and I have a few reasons for this. So one, AirDrop only works on one operating system, iOS, and that means it only works on one type of phone, an iPhone. Meanwhile, if you've got an Android device, whether you're Samsung, Oppo, Google, and obviously you have Google Play services on your phone, so no Huawei devices, unfortunately, you will get nearby share. Now, I can't say that this is the same thing like Lineage OS. I don't know how that will be supported. It will probably just work the same way that a Google Assistant can work through Lineage OS. So, it will probably just come through the Play Services package that you get when you install G Apps package. Now, I'm not going to confirm any Lineage OS support. We haven't heard anything about whether it will work on there, and we probably won't until it's launched fully to everybody, and Google confirmed that. However, I, and also though, the fact that it works on Chrome OS builds, okay, actually, that was a small lie. So, <coughs> that was a small kind of thing. AirDrop also works on Macs and iPads, so it works on anything that runs in Apple software. But here's the thing, the only thing that run, really properly run Apple software are Apple devices. So, with Google and Android and nearby share, 
you can have Samsung device and it will run. Now, currently it will, it's also only available on Chrome OS Canary builds. However, we could see it launch, because remember, this could technically function as an app, probably very probably a way to make it function as a downloadable app on Windows, Linux, and other things. So, also not gonna say, and I haven't heard this from anyone, and this is just my speculation here, I could see this sort of thing popping up in multiple other sort of operating systems. I could see this in Windows, quite possibly, and I could probably see it in Linux. Linux is a very open source for those sorts of things. So I could see it coming to Linux. But now, one though that I can't see it coming to is Mac or iOS. I just don't think it's feasible to expect that yet. Now there is a rumour that Google is working on an implementation for iOS, but that hasn't been seen in a very long time, so it might not happen. But if it does come and Apple does say, yeah, you know what, we'll allow you to have it on here. So we've got nearby share on uh, Apple devices. That could be a massive turning stone. It would basically be a way to share files from your Android device to your iPhone or your iPad. And it would just kind of be seamless. So currently, when I want to share something from my phone to my iPad, I've got about three different ways I can go. I can either email it to myself, easiest option. The second easiest option if it's a, the easiest option if it's a file. If it's a photo, my files automatically back up to Google Photos, so I kind of got that easy. But you know, it's complicated, and this could be a way to simplify it. Google could even build nearby share just straight into the uh, straight into the Google app, so it wouldn't need to launch a separate app if Google if Apple allowed them to. So it could be good to see on multiple feet, multiple, multiple devices. Now our second story for the second segment, our fourth story today, is Spotify bring real-time lyrics to 26 countries, however not the US, and as far as I can tell, not the UK. Now, on Spotify, this actually used to be a feature. So, up until 2016, they had a feature that lyrics could be seen on... Um, they had a feature where lyrics could be seen whilst listening to music. But, in 2016, they broke ties with Music's match. And Spotify started working with Genius on Behind the Lyrics. Now, it's kind of interesting the way that this works. So you get background information about selected tracks alongside lyrics themselves. So the background information gets in the way if you just want to sing along with a song, but the new real-time lyrics should be a much better fit for karaoke sessions. So if you just want to be someone who sings along to a song, you know what, just use these lyrics. Now they're only available in certain places, but Spotify does now is now up to speed with Apple Music in the country that this is available, who have provided lyrics from Genius, ironically, since 2018. Again, that's interesting though, they already work with Genius, so I'm kind of wondering why they can't just have an option to include the full lyrics. Maybe when Apple signed their deal in 2018, it did include some sort of ex exclusivity deal. Again, I'm not going to say that that is it, I'm just saying it's speculation to why it isn't done. Now, according to TechCrunch, the following markets are getting real-time lyrics. Argentina, Brazil, Colombia, 
Chile, Mexico, Peru, Bolivia, Costa Rica, Dominican Republic, Ecuador, Guatemala, Honduras, India, Nicaragua, Panama, Paraguay, El Salvador, Uruguay, Vietnam, Philippines, Indonesia, Malaysia, Thailand, Taiwan, Singapore, and Hong Kong. Now, TechCrunch also notes that Thailand, Vietnam, Indonesia, and Mexico previously included support from other providers. And so did Japan. Now, sorry I listed all of those out and it took me a while to do. I would just, I was just kind of listing it out so you would know. Now, <clears throat> as for other markets, we don't know whether it will. However, Spotify confirmed it was testing the real-time lyrics feature in markets including Canada. So it could arrive in more places soon. So that's the kind of second set of stories. So in terms of Google's airdrop competitor, definitely sounding good for just file sharing. And if Google also finds a way to release it on iOS, that could probably be one for, and also Windows and Linux as well as Chrome OS. We could be seeing the first cross-platform file sharing feature that works on almost any platform. Also a Mac app as well, a Mac version of this would be incredible. So if we can see this on every platform, which Google is more inclined to do than Apple personally, I would believe, then we could be seeing some really interesting stuff happening. And as for Spotify real-time lyrics, I just hope they bring it to everyone else soon. I would really like real-time lyrics, because currently when I'm trying to sing along, trying to learn song for things, or if I just have karaoke night, uh, I would have to go to about five. I would just have to search it up online or to use a YouTube video which has the lyrics in it. So it could definitely be good to see the lyrics being provided in almost every country. We don't need a reason why it's not, but hopefully it's just worth taking a bit of time and they're going to bring them soon. So that's everything for today's episode. Thank you for listening and I'll see you in tomorrow's episode. Also, just one last thing to thought. If you could choose between if an iPhone and Android phones had the exact same features, but one of them had, but with Android you get multiple different price points. <coughs> Would you go Android? So you get all the features of an iPhone on your Android device, but then would you buy an Android phone or would you buy an iPhone? Knowing that also on your Android device, you have multiple manufacturers that produce them at different price points. Just one thing for thought, because that's kind of what we're coming to here. Multiple companies, including multiple ways to work. And use your phone. <coughs> so. Yeah, that's my final thought for, uh, Yeah, that's my final thought for the episode. Just think about that, and if you do have thoughts, then if you're listening on YouTube, and remember, YouTube-only episodes are only released on the Sunday, just due to timings, then leave it down in the comments, or go to the Anchor website and leave a voice note. This is Down Out Digital World. My name's Luke, and I'll see you in tomorrow's episode, or the second episode I, called, I record today.